Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS Marketing Show with me, Dylan Hay, your host. This week was a really, really interesting episode for me, actually. We interviewed Mike Korber, who is the Chief Commercial Officer over at user.com. And our topic this week was what user.com did to see their sales conversion rate increase from 15 to 35%. And they played around with some super interesting tactics, some things that people are often very, very scared to try and experiment with, such as making a telephone number absolutely required when signing up and going through their sign up flow. And Mike came on and shared loads of practical tips and um, things with us that you can try within your sign-up flow, within your sales process to help improve your conversion rates. So you're going to love this one. I promise you that. And before we get into the episode, I just want to say a massive thank you to our sponsors, Restream. So all of you listening to this, please don't skip this ad because Restream have really helped to support us build out an incredible podcast. That's the reason why we can bring you such great guests every single week. So do me a favor and go to restream.am forward slash Dylan if you're interested in learning more about how you can implement live streaming within your SaaS business. Lots of our clients are seeing great results from live streaming webinars, live sessions, etc. And with a platform like Restream, it makes it very, very, very simple to share your live streams on over 30 different social networks at the very same time. So you'll be driving lots more engagement on every stream that you do. So go ahead, check them out. It's restream.am forward slash Dylan. Now let's get into today's awesome episode with Mike Korber. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS Marketing Show. So today I'm joined by Mike Korber, who is the Chief Commercial Officer over at user.com. And user.com is a single workspace providing you with easy to use and robust tools for marketing, sales management, and support teams from things like visitor tracking to live chat to email marketing. They have you covered with all the tools that you need to build and scale your business. Mike, I'm really excited to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Hello, Dylan. Thank you for having me here. I'm, I'm really also excited about joining your like, community and great pipeline of speakers, uh, of your guests. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm really pleased to have you here. I'm excited to dive deep into the topic that we're going to cover today, which is how user.com have improved sales conversion rates from 15 to 35%. I'm excited for this one to be super tactical, but I'm also just really happy to, to be like interviewing you because I was looking through our email history and like you and I got on a call what seems like forever ago to talk about user.com. So it's nice to kind of catch up as well and share this conversation with everyone who's listening or, or watching. These are my favorite kind of podcast episodes to do. So before we before we get into how like the steps that you've taken to improve those sales conversion rates, let's just set the scene a little bit for people that maybe don't know about user.com. Why don't you tell us a little bit of the kind of core, I guess, metrics or important business things. So what the team looks like, what kind of revenue size businesses, et cetera. Yeah. So we, we are at the beginning of our journey. Yeah. We are still pretty young company product hunt launch was uh, in December, 2016. So, so we are coming to like four years on the market. Uh, currently it's about 40 people on board. We are on the level of $1 million in annual rec recurring revenue. Current monthly recurring revenue is on the level, uh, about $100,000 per month. Average revenue per user, it's on the level about $380, yeah? So, so we have a different plans. Uh, this is like our third or fifth 
pricing model, which we are currently experimenting, as usual as in the SaaS industry. And in terms of really great pitch about what user.com uh, is, I think that you didn't use our any marketing material, just like came up with what how you understand uh, user.com. Yeah, we are a marketing automation platform which covers many channels of communications like tracking users, live chat, chatbots, emails, web push, mobile push notification. We grown as an alternative to intercom because like live chat was the first and live chat chatbot and tracking was the first feature. But on the top of this, we've built a CRM similar to like Hypedrive and uh, the heart of our uh, tool is um, automation, which is like similar to autopilot where you build your whole stuff for marketing, sales and support. Yeah, so this is, this is us, this is user.com. Awesome, thank you. I actually have a question about that too, which I really wanted to ask you, I have in my notes here, was like, from a, from a marketing perspective or even from a sales perspective, is it challenging to, like, how do you nail down your kind of approach or your messaging when there is such a variety of different products or elements within the suite of tools that you guys have, right? Because for, from my perspective as a marketer, um, there's different ways that you can look at this. Like for, for me at Hey Digital, I know it's a very, very different situation, but our agency, like we're a PPC agency that works with SaaS companies to help them with their paid ads and increase their revenue. It's very, very like simple for me from my messaging from a marketing perspective because it's like one real, real core focus and one real target audience and demographic. I always find it fascinating when I'm speaking with different SaaS companies where some of them have like one core tool some of them have one core audience like let's say i know that there's tools out there where it's like a tool specifically for legal professionals so it's like they have that really core defined niche how, how do you guys like is that challenging for you having so many different elements because i think you piece it together very nicely with the overall messaging about how all of these things work together but i'm yeah i'm just interested how how that arises in a in a yeah, day. I, I believe because currently i'm a CEO, uh, so chief commercial officer, but I'm like uh, connecting chief marketing officer and chief of support and success. And I was the first sales guy in uh, user.com. So um, this is our biggest challenge, how to tell many features, many channels, many values you can achieve with our solution uh, in the most simple message, like turn every visitor into happy customer. It can be tell, told as our brand claim or like engine of growth, etc., etc. But it's really, really the biggest challenge to say the value in the simple way because like if we are targeting to marketing people and salespeople and support people they have a different language they have a different kpis they understand the value in the different way yeah so, so like for marketers you have to say like stop interrupting start connecting and like know everything about your users for for a salespeople you have to like stop cold calling start closing yeah so, so so uh, automate all your repeatable tasks in CRM. In support, you have to gain all knowledge about customer just to solve their tickets, their, their uh, messages on live chat in an easier way. So they have like a different um, aspects. And in terms of our customer base, we have another problem 
Yeah, we, we are focusing on online businesses. So if I would like to share what kind of businesses are our clients, in terms of numbers, I would say that like 30% are SaaS application, about 30% it's e-commerce application. So places where you can add to checkout and the left 40%, I would say that about 8%, not in revenue, but in numbers are responsible for enterprise clients, some like BNP Paribas in Poland is our client. We, we have some big players in our portfolio, uh, but uh, the, 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 those ones are like companies who are online companies. We define in the broader like sense our ideal customer as a smart online business. Yeah, so, so it can be it can be a SaaS, it can be a marketplace, it can be an e-commerce. Sometimes it's combined totally in terms of like business models. Many companies are uh, having like don't have like purchase or add to cart to subscription, but the online aspect are very important in their sales marketing processes. We provide them the different value. So yeah, smart online uh, businesses are the like the biggest aspect of how I can define our ideal persona. It would be great if I will be like, the best marketing automation solution for SaaS businesses on the level of growth. And yes, user.com can be that, yeah? But uh, for your podcast audience, I think that user.com should be like shown that uh, purpose, but I have like also different customers. This is our biggest uh, maybe advantage, but also the biggest problem from our perspective. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, I wasn't positioning it as a negative because I can see the positives of it significantly, right? It gives you a lot more, it gives you a lot more space to play with and within with the way that you approach there. Yeah, but but it's it all believe me, this is our biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you have so many features, the all uh, onboarding of your customers can be provided in several uh, ways. Yeah. So somebody will use only ticketing system. Somebody will use only live chat and chatbots. Uh, before we are talking about uh, today about improving from 15 to 35%, we have a different pricing when on the pricing level, you were choosing which features of application you are uh, you will be using. So you can choose like email just to skip from uh, MailChimp to us, live chat just to go from intercom to us, uh, or CRM just to move pipe drive data to us. But if you look on the market, each tools are going in the all-in-one tool. Like I've got an email from a pipe drive, they are launching a live chat. Yeah. So, so they have like a chatbot and they are launching live chat. Some time ago, they launched an automation module. HubSpot, I would be like that people would treat us as a HubSpot for online businesses. Yeah, because HubSpot are not focused on online business, but they uh, are targeting the same group, like marketing, sales, and support teams. Also, of course, management. But many customers of HubSpot are more traditional businesses. So they don't have like, they have their website. Yeah, but they also can have like field sales or like Mm -hmm. HubSpot is the biggest player on the market. 
we would be, it would be great, but in few years, because we are on the level of, uh, on the phase of growth, that somebody, okay, user.com is a hotspot for online businesses. This is like my goal uh, in terms of marketing approach. Okay, awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. So let's, um, let's get into some of the tactical bits and pieces because you started to touch on some of them then as well about what you guys have done to improve this sales conversion rate. You just touched briefly on like the updates to pricing and the way that you've restructured that. So maybe that's something that we'll cover. But let's, let's get into the changes that you've made. So you said you've been able to improve sales conversion rate from 15 to 35%. If you could do a try your best to wrap up from like a, a high level first, what the sales process looks like at the moment. I'm sure it varies depending on customer types, et cetera. But I know that you have a demo booking CTA. I think there's a sign up CTA as well. So maybe just walk us through how much demo, yeah, sure. how much is self-service and then let's go into tactical stuff for the next like 10. Minutes. Okay. I think that I believe to show this move, I have to uh, tell about uh, our pricing and sales approach before and after. And before, as I said, we have such pricing model that uh, it was started about $19 at the beginning and you were choosing which features you are using. Uh, We thought that many of our, that was our assumption, that many of our features can be, can drive our growth. So we have a live chat and like powered by user.com uh, is still a great like source of traffic to, for, for signups, etc., etc. But we have like a different features. Web push, like similar to one signal, also have a branding with a, a click through. Knowledge base also have this feature and the biggest uh, goal of us was like to show our brand because we've <laughs> our domain wasn't a cheap one. Right. Uh, we wanted to show it uh, in as many places as we want. So, so like a freemium model, which is presented by HubSpot, was the way we believed to go. We should go with. Okay. So um, many years ago, like three, four years ago, we experiment with the free users, but it didn't work. Or a free plan, but it didn't work. So we. Or previously, all registration went to the sales team and they tried to reach out them via email. It was automatic uh, drip email. Uh, firstly, we were trying to educate, like do an onboarding and sales aspect. But after that, we decided to like cut the onboarding just to push it to schedule a one-on-one demo. Yeah. Uh, but if we are changing our pricing, we and we believe that freemium model to so offering some aspects of our um, uh, features, uh, we couldn't go with such way. So we couldn't like reach out to each user who are, who is registering for uh, for a demo, one on one demo. So we we decided to make a pre qualification position and require a phone number during the registration. Yeah, so, so you can use our live chat, web push, calendar and CRM for free, but when you are registration, uh, re- registering, you are submitting your phone number and in some time we are reaching to you 
uh, via specific person, via pre-qualification uh, girl or guy, depending on <laughs> to whom you will get. And this person is like, of course, we have on the registration process, we are asking how much uh, big is your company and what you're interested in. But being honest, people are filling forms like next, 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 next. Okay, okay, no, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Show me the tool, show me the tool. Yes, yeah? so, so uh, we couldn't rely on the data and we are calling both users like uh, via phone manually and the pre-qualification guy decide uh, actually is that uh, a person because he can submit in form that he is like one uh, person company he doesn't uh, interest in uh, all emails and all paid version just to want uh, to use the free but and pass the gmail account like login with google out so you believe that it's like not a good lead uh, but when you call them it actually came up that he is working in some SaaS application etc uh, etc et so manually checking this guy and deciding should he be handled by the sales team or should he go with the automatic uh, communication so online um, emails follow-ups etc is done manually and this is how we were were in rough sense being able to like skip from 15% to uh, 35% SQL to paid customer sure. uh, can I ask a question real quick yeah, sure so I, I was just looking at the I, I was just looking at the sign up flow as well as you were running through that to kind of visualize it as you were speaking. So there will be like a test person coming through from me. So sorry to the sorry to the team about that. But I wanted to see. So one thing that's very interesting to me is when I start the sign up process to get my free account, it asks for my first name, last name, email, password, or I can sign up with Google, like you mentioned. And so once that's complete, then it takes me to the next stage, which is in order to like set up the project, then I have to give a couple more of those data points you mentioned, like the phone number, et cetera. Now, naturally, I think people are often scared to do this kind of stuff because they think that the volume is going to drop, which obviously I'm sure you did see like a drop in volume when you start asking for phone number, but it sounds like clearly based on the percentage increases, like it is clear that this has actually been a very good move for you guys. For, for yeah, like uh, asking for a phone number and ability to call them directly was was a very good aspect. Currently, we we are thinking about even maybe on the registration process hide. We we plan next week to do this A/B test to hide the Google out. Yes, yeah, so, so login by Google and do verification on the email level that if you pass at gmail at outlook it won't pass you through yeah because we are interested in businesses yeah we we mostly use this business model of course it would be hard because for those freemium users it's like a personal and free users and both customers are are like driving our traffic but we we will experiment like the vol uh, quality of leads we are talking about inbound leads and the thing that we can call them via phone this is really powerful channel i i know that like push etc are powerful but 
believe me, like phone calls are still very, very powerful. Did yeah? you did you try, did you ever try with collecting the phone number on the front on the very first screen? Because that's where people normally get scared is putting it there. That's when conversion like drops loads, right? So obviously, I, I know that it's been, I would imagine it's been a very conscious decision to collect all of their sign up info first and then on the second screen ask for the phone number. Did you ever try or have you ever tried asking for the phone number on the front end on like the first? Being honest, no, no, we didn't, we didn't try that with asking phone number, like callbacks, yeah? Like yeah. leave uh, the phone number, we will call you back. Uh, our clients use users.com in such way that they are showing a pop-up yeah, and if you f submit, this is added to a call center and somebody is calling that, uh, calling you. Uh, as a user.com, we didn't uh, try that tactic. And um, we are trying to rescue like abandoning form on the each level, yes? So if you like go only with email on the main side, because there are like input and won't submit the second one or the third one, you will get an email notification high like step one loss <laughs> automation yeah ask you what that flow looks like and like what you're doing to try and capture those so you have separate email flows are you using like separate remarketing campaigns yeah like that? exactly yeah and I, the other question i had for you that i'm interested in is when you collect that phone number um i know you said you're calling like your team are calling people if, if it makes sense to do so are you experimenting with any like text messaging or anything like that? Or is everything, everything purely phone? We, we were experimenting it, uh, but not on the beginning. Yeah. Currently we are doing it in that way that like most pre-qualifiers can send a text message and if they can't reach out to guys via voice. Yeah, so they are sending a, sometimes text messages. They feel that uh, we should like um, reach out to those guys. And in terms of some automatic communication, we have, or maybe we freeze this automation, before your uh, trial uh, are, is ending, we are sending also one SMS message that tomorrow your trial account in user.com will end, uh, you just upgrade, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And an another question I had is, so someone leaves their phone number on that second step. Let's say, I, I know a lot of people will probably leave like bogus phone numbers there as well, right? Like numbers that don't make sense, but there will be people yeah. with the right number. When, when you call them, when someone calls them and when they pick up the phone, if they do pick up the phone, what is the conversation that happens? Is it like a welcome call? Is it trying to get them onto a demo? Like what, what does that conversation look like? Because I would imagine a lot of the time, I mean, I, I, this is an assumption here, but I would imagine a lot of the time people either aren't actually expecting to get a call or sometimes if they do get a call, they're not going to want to just dedicate like half an hour for a product demo there and then. Yeah, Something sure. It, it, it's not a half an hour uh, product demo. It's, it's probably, I would have to check it in average, but it's like two to max 10 minutes yep. call, rather explore call. So, okay, I saw you sign up. My name is Mike and I would like to, what was the main goal? Because you submitted in this form that you are interested in this and this, but I just want to confirm that I have proper data and I could like follow you into proper way. What do you want to achieve with user.com? And because like uh, this is, the reason of our, this is the main problem, yeah? We have so many features that we 
can't assume that he is a marketer or he is a sales guy or he is a support guy. Is it like two people company or maybe 200 people company? This exploring call to get as, of course, welcome, hello, etc. but also like to identify how we should handle this inbound lead. This is the main goal of this reaching direct. And if it fits our like, sales team profile where the goal also of this meeting when you will find the time for this 30 or one hour minute call yes so of course we have like a calendly aspect yes so this is one of our features that you can schedule a direct time for a call but people don't do it so uh, when you have somebody on a call and you're asking okay maybe tomorrow i have a free slot at about on monday at 3 p.m central europe time how does it feel with you this is like the main goal but if it's uh, one person company and we are totally sure that they won't be able to pay for our paid services it's okay Thank you. I get it. So I will uh, share with you some links where you can go and check the video recording. Go this through the step-by-step beginner's guide inside the app. I, if I can help you currently to install uh, your chat widget, I can do it. If not, you will definitely get the messages how to do it. Have a great day. Welcome to user.com family. And that's all. Yeah. That's awesome. And so a couple other quick questions that I have because that's i think that right there is that's a it's a big change that you guys have made that's had a significant performance increase and I, I think i think it's interesting actually one thing i'm learning from these interviews is that sometimes although it's like it is a huge change that you guys have made but it's something that's on the if you zoom out and kind of look at this from from high above it's nothing that has been a it's not like something extremely complicated, right? It's like a pretty obvious step to implement, but I think a lot of people are scared to do some of these things. And when they hear interviews like this, it, I think it's really encouraging because that a, a conversion rate increase like that makes sense. Like it shows that this has been a successful experience. Yeah, like when you are show, checking the specific data, we grow each KPI because we grow the number of leads, yeah? Because like we have a free users, yeah? It's discussion should be treated as a lead, but like free users, we don't have such approach that we don't believe that our freemium users will convert into paying ones. This is not an our strategy, rather that our freemium users will be the source of the traffic which can drive this sales uh, team uh, leads. So one KPI is done. We've improved a lot of process because good sales guys guys who can provide a good sales demo which will understand your needs and show this complicated not complicated but big product how to adjust it to your needs it's not uh, like very young persons can do it we, we need our sales team uh, to be also like specialist in marketing automation so they can like uh, show the value we can provide uh, and we uh, save their time yeah, because they don't have to reach out to each lead. So, so they have more times for a good demo calls because they have this pre-qualification process. And also our value of average 
deal covered by the sales team grow. Yeah, one thing uh, we hoped to achieve but didn't, we hope that like a free version will go viral and we will be in short time able to like gain more profit for, from this. We, many people think that, and we were one of them, but like if we offer a good service for free, users will go wild with that and because it's branded it can drive the traffic it doesn't work that way uh, but uh, still like conversion on pricing page uh, like visiting pricing and uh, signing up also increase because like if you have this free version you can like okay i will check it yeah so so so, so this is also we were able to to to, to achieve yeah, this is some awesome insights. So thank you for sharing all of this. I think this has been a super practical episode so far. So I want to say thank you. Let's just wrap up with a couple of final kind of quick, I guess, quick fire questions. I think one of these you answered towards the beginning. So I, I'm going to ask it anyway, but I think I know what your answer will be. And it was like, what's one of the, what's one of the things that you're finding challenging right now uh, within marketing and sales? And I know you talked about like having so many different kind of personas and different ways to sell to people. So would that be something that's like day-to-day, -day one of the things that is like a constant ongoing challenge for you? Yeah, this, this uh, I can't fix that. <laughs> yeah, so, so this is like, uh, I believe whole market is going that way. Like intercom is like start with uh, chat, take other. Pipedrive is going with automations and others. HubSpot is a big tool. So everybody will go in all-in-one tool. Our strategy is to go with, as an all-in-one tool from uh, day one. Yeah, but, but so this complex messaging, I can't solve that. Uh, but um, my driving traffic to our website is pretty challenging. Because like if you are competing with HubSpot and you believe that uh, content marketing and search engine optimization will drive you traffic, you have to be aware that they have like 100 people posting nonstop from, for 10 years or more. And it will be very, very hard to go live, uh, go high in organic search traffic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're also paid traffic. So, so your version, uh, your, your like area of expertise, it's driving us mad. So, so like costs of like cost per click, but cost per lead in CRM sales marketing aspects are really, really high. So it's a problem for us to like scale that way. Also, you have to be aware that as a user.com, we are not VC backed. Yeah, we were very for a very long time a bootstrapped company. At the end of 2018, we gained a, a round to like buy a cool domain. But it's not a VC uh, investor, it's rather industry investor. So, so we believe that like, okay, so let's burn this money and we will gain another round. This is not our like philosophy and this is not our approach we believe that we can build a sustainable business and grow maybe not so fast but also uh, 
much more sustainable in much more sustainable way yeah for sure that makes sense thank you for sharing that i wish like if we had more time i would maybe live on the show try and run through some some ways that we can support you with i would like pay that i could try and give some tips but we'll we'll need to wrap this up now so maybe what we can do is i'm planning on recording like an episode with myself and my team actually sharing some of our kind of insights for everyone that listens to to this podcast i have done guest appearances on a couple of other shows where i break down our entire approach. So one on Ian Luck, who works at Customer Gauge, he has a podcast that you can check out that I appeared on. And also on B2B Growth, I did a podcast episode. I actually did three episodes all about SaaS, like PPC. So anyone listening to this can check those out. Mike, I'll, I'll give you some like tips after this recording too. We can chat. But I want to say a huge, a huge thank you for, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. You've shared some really useful insights as to how people can improve their sales conversion rates and some interesting experiments that they can run as well. So thank you. If anyone wants to check you guys out, I think it's pretty simple. User.com. Mike, thank you so much for coming on today. This was an awesome episode. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. 